Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. <laughs> Good morning, podcaster listeners. I always say podcasters, but I mean podcast listeners. Today I'm in conversation with the lovely, the one and only, the delightful Joe Haley, the image coach. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> it's you. <sighs> so, you'd think Joe and I might have known one another for ages, but we haven't. We haven't, we haven't at all, have we? No, a week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we've discovered quite, uh, we're beginning to discover things in common. Yes. Like, them, um, or a slight health warning, heads up for anyone. <laughs> There could be an occasional use of the F word, so please put <laughs> our children to listen. <laughs> um, what else? We're, we both have birthdays this week. Anyone would like to send us gifts? Yes. Um, yes. Gifts, cards, anything, lovely messages. Yes, that would be lovely. Um, but apart from that, we're just going to have a nice conversation as usual. So where I want you to start, Joe, if you don't mind, we can go anywhere with this. Yes. You were telling me the other day that you wangled yourself into the James Priest podcast. Yes. And now I'd never heard of him, and there may be a lot of my listeners, because we're kind of midlife, who may not have heard of him either, but I've been checking him out since you told me. Yes. And he's kind of a, I was going to say, hot dating guru, and you can take yes. it the way you like. That's what I would say, yeah. Yeah. Um, and... So what made you decide to be on his show? And how did you go about that? Well, actually, I've been in contact with James for about a year. Uh-huh. And only because I knew that he worked with women. And I just think, and because of what I do as, as, a, you know, as an image coach, I thought, actually, there could be a nice synergy there because he's working particularly with people trying to find love, you know, on first dates. And so I thought, you know, because some it's very difficult, I think, when you're, when you're getting dressed. Because I think when you're getting dressed, if you're going somewhere special, you can probably over-try. Yeah. Or you might want have a tendency to show too much. Or, But even with all that trying, if you don't feel like you, yeah, then you're not going to feel really comfortable. And obviously, if you're going out on a first date, you want to feel... Yes, you want to look nice, great, I get, I totally get that. But if you don't feel you, you won't feel relaxed, will you? You won't try, you won't be sexy, um, you won't feel like, you know, you'll feel awkward and, and that's what will show. Mm. And the majority of men find in women, confidence is the sexiest thing. So I just thought, actually, when I saw him, that when I saw that he was um, advertising his new the love machine <laughs> podcast <laughs> not sure if i agree with the name but hey ho um so i literally just reached out again i was like james i want to be on it get me on it 
and really it was just as simple as that so that that's what I did but what made you start following him at the outset I think yeah I think purely just to try and work with him to try and you know understand the women he works with and what are their real issues when they're going out on their first date you know what do they find the most difficult about trying to get dressed so it was just of trying to get in a way of trying to sort of collaborate with him in some way um trying to see if I could you know rustle in on his clients um, you yeah. know just sort of trying to see you know what could I what could, what what's in it for me you know yeah but what, what was it? Was that just gut instinct that made you do that? Or had you followed some kind of plan where someone had said to you, right, the thing to do, Joe, is go find oh a guru. Oh, God, no. I'm, no. I'm really sorry. I, I'm a definitely a fly by the seat of my pants woman. <laughs> <laughs> Planning? What's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I kind of... That really appeals to me. And because it appeals to me, I suspect it may well appeal to the kind of people that listen to this podcast. Mm. Because what you've actually done, you know, when I'm following formulas and programs and, and I often, you know, I'm all about rule breaking. Yeah. But there's one that I've learned really recently, which is to do exactly what you did to find, you know, not necessarily just one, but several people who kind of resonate with you, have the audience you have, have the kind of messaging that you might want to yeah. emulate, not copy. Um, and then you, you basically stalk them, you know, yes. in a very legal <laughs> way. And, and that's exactly what you did. And why I really love that story is because it really fits with this whole rule breaking aspect of who the hell said, you yeah. should do that, you shouldn't do that, you could do that, you couldn't do that, you just went, mm. I'm going to do it. But you know, it's so interesting you saying that because um, I'm on a, um, a LinkedIn mastermind course at the moment and the lady who's taking it because i have got two businesses so i'm i'm the positive image coach hmm. and i also have a health and well-being business now for me the two go absolutely hand in hand because mm -hmm. if you know if you want to look good you want to feel good mm -hmm. if you don't feel good but you still might want to look good so the way i see it is that i can work with my clients completely holistically yeah. So, but I was told on, on this course, I had to separate myself out and I could either be the image coach mm -hmm. or I could be health and wellbeing coach, which did I want to be? So I sort of went along with it for as far, for probably for about, I don't know, maybe seven, eight weeks. And then, but the whole time I was fighting mm -hmm. because my gut instinct was like, but actually, it, for, for me, the way I see it, it's, it's my USP, you know, I, I have got a little bit of everything. Um, I, I'm almost like walking into a department store, you know, and, and I can help you with a lot of different things. And so to try and separate myself out, it's almost like I had to try and edit myself. And I just thought, why should I? You know, I am my business, you know, I am a business owner and I know what, who I am, what I am and what I want to, you know, what I want to do. And so in the end, I, I literally had to walk away from the course and just just literally just stop because I was fighting against myself. And how can you post on social media if you're not being true to yourself? Mm. And I really struggled with that. So, you know, so I, I'm doing the course again. So I've gone back in round two, <laughs> Latin of punishment. <laughs> but I've gone back in with, no, 
okay, you might be the expert in what you do, and, and I'm sure she absolutely is, but I know who I am as a person, and I know exactly the clients I want to work with, and I know what I can offer them. So I am not going to separate myself out into two businesses. I am one business, and I work holistically. So, nice. yeah. Nice. I, it I, was I, a nice like... moment, I have to say, because I just felt like, Eureka! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah and I think we you know I don't know I think it is women particularly and also it kind of everything comes to a point around somewhere around 50-ish mm. um, where there's all of this should I shouldn't I you know kind of like push me pull you don't you yeah well, yeah you know because we probably most of us you know, I suspect you've always been a little bit of a rule breaker, Joe. I suspect. <laughs> well, I am a convent girl. Yes, well, there you go. <laughs> <I've said>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nonetheless, even if we're rule breakers, you know, and I'm one of those, we still are mostly driven to spend most of our lives trying to do what people tell us we should be doing mm. and how we should be doing it. Even if there is that voice going, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure. I'm not, is mm. it? Is it? And then you get to this point where you've got a choice, haven't you? That's when you you either step up, you go, uh uh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All bets are off. The rules are mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. And plunging in because because you kind of go, hang on a minute. I think. Well, I don't know about you. For me, I got to about 50 years, and I and you get to that point where you go, you're looking forward, and you think, I might have less ahead than I have behind. And so you don't want to compromise anymore. No, exactly, exactly. Is, is that what happened to you? What, what was your kind of moment of, you're not quite there yet, are you? Oh, I think my moment was, Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna, because this is such a fun podcast, and this is gonna sound really miserable now. But oh, it's fine. We, can, we can pick it back okay. up. Yes. It's a little bit okay. We'll okay, pick okay, it back okay. up. Serious because now. I think for me, my turning point was I had been in an abusive relationship for five years, five, well, God, God, probably seven years actually, and but it was abusive in in every single way, you know, uh, physical, violent, mentally, physically, you know. And I think really it was coming out of that where I really thought, you know what? No one is ever going to tell me what I can and can't do again. And I think I've always sort of held on to that a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to say it happened straight away by any means, don't get mm. me wrong. Mm. But I think it was along with having that sort of attitude. Yeah. And also I always remember my mum saying to me, however hard you've been knocked down, you always pick yourself back up and get on with it again. And, and she's right, and I always have done. I, now, where that sort of strength in me comes from, I really honestly don't know. I think it's just a determination because I have always been a lover of life. I, I mean, I just, I just love it. I just think life is, well, life is for living our best life. That's the way I see it. And so I really think it's from that whole experience. And this thing, you know, and obviously, I think my life, my childhood, you know, wasn't great. But it all led up to to having that relationship, mm. um, and I think, and then so after you know getting the strength to to, to leave because it takes courage to leave that sort yeah. of um, relationship, yeah, um, and I really think from then it was just 
that's it. And I really have sort of, I haven't done it very well, I must admit, saying I'm not going to be told what I can and can't do. Because I have ended up in relationships where I have still been controlled, but not in that sort of way. Yeah. Um, but again, I've managed to, you know, I left my, I mean, I love my husband dearly. We separated eight years ago. We're not divorced, but we're separated eight years ago. Um, and actually he was very controlling as well, but in a way that he probably won't realize. Yeah. Um, but we are really, really good friends, which is lovely. And, and so I think really my sort of determination has, I think that's really the backbone of it for me about having that, you know, don't tell me anymore because I'm going to do what I want to do. I think that's where a lot of it comes from. I like that. But how long ago was that abusive relationship then? How long ago did that end? So it started when I was 21. Yeah. And left when I was, yeah, I think I was 27. So yeah, so th and those are really quite strong, you know, sort of strong years, aren't they? You know, that yeah. you're changing a lot within the, within those years. And I was a mother to his two young children. Not, they weren't my children, they're yeah. his children. Um, so at 21, I had a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, and it was really, yeah, so it, it was, yeah, I'd say definitely from that. Yeah, that's really interesting because that, that's, uh, obviously, as I said before, you and I have never met before, so we kind of just no. <laughs> I had a similar experience, not, I'm glad to say, not for as long as you had to experience it. So from mm. when I was 25 and I'd come out and have my degree, I ended up in a physically abusive relationship as well. And uh, and thankfully, I managed to extricate myself within a year. Yeah. But nonetheless, those kind of people, they, they suck you under quite quickly oh um, my god yeah yeah but i i echo exactly what you say about that discovering a strength you didn't realize you had and maybe yeah. it's just you and me but i i doubt it I had... <laughs> we're not that special are no, we no no i'm, I'm, I'm special <laughs> unique the word we are unique we're unique, we're unique. um but I'd, I'd come out of university and I'd got this job that I really, really loved. And then I got into, the, I was in this relationship and I, and he was, you probably had this, um, he was stealing my money. He was making mm. me write fraudulent checks that he was using fraudulently. So I was at risk of actually being imprisoned. He was doing stuff like that. And, um, and I thought I could lose my job here. And this, that job meant everything to me. Like I'd gone to university, yeah. I was in the career that I wanted. And I, and like you, I thought, no, you know, I just suddenly realized how important my work was to me. Yeah. So important. And, and that made me more determined and more dedicated and more committed mm. to create what I created at that time. So I, I totally get you on that. Yeah. And it's really interesting. I mean, it's so funny, isn't it, how you meet people? Because, um, you know, as we keep saying in this podcast, you know, we don't, we've never met each other before, but you talking there about saying how, you know, about the fortunate checks and, you know, how you could have been in prison. Mm -hmm. I had a very similar experience because I was very naive and because he was blacklisted for everything. So when we got, you know, we lived together and everything was in my name, all the bills, the rent, everything. And I, um, when I left him, I literally went to the estate agents where we were renting from and just said, right, that's it, I'm out, I've left, you know, nothing to do with me anymore. Didn't sign any paperwork or anything. Well, he didn't pay a damn thing, did he? Nothing. So I had the bailiffs come around 
Oh, and 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 for years and years I have paid that debt back. I mean, it has just been a nightmare. But you know, you just think, oh God. But it's quite interesting though, because I, I was asked a question the other day: What would you change about your life? Mm. And it wasn't just me, but actually it was a question that one of my friends put out on Facebook, and mm. she, she's a coach. And so many people had written. Um, oh, you know, I would I would change the horrendous area, or I'd change those months when it was abusive, or I'd change, you know, never got married, or whatever it was. Mm. But I literally just wrote, you know, I wouldn't change a bloody thing. Mm. You know, I have learned so much through the experiences that I've been through, mm. and you know, and, and I think that I don't look at them as they have been a really bad part of my life, but I look back on it, and I look back at him. And actually, we did have some really good times together. And I'm not going, I'm not by any means saying, I look back on it with rose-tinted glasses. Please don't, you know, don't get me wrong. But, you know, but we did have some good times, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have stayed with him. Um, well, actually, I did stay with him because I couldn't, I didn't know how to leave. So that's a silly thing to say. But, but you know, but there's, I'm sure there is so much I've learned from him. And, you know, and, and it's almost like, it's a challenge, isn't it? And we all know on the other side of challenges, we can reap some rewards. And I think that's the way you see it. It's like, you know, whatever obstacles lie in front of you, you know, you have to learn a way to get around it, learn a way to get over it, learn to get under it, however, but you will be learning something on that journey. Mm. And I think and that that's how I view a, a lot of things, really. Mm. Oh, that's very impressive. Uh, um, I like to think you know, if I'm if I'm pushing on my best, here's what I think I should think. Yeah. <laughs> and I always tell people, don't do the shits. And someone said to me, that lovely, I'm shooting all over myself. I love as a phrase. <laughs> um, but for me, I, I found whilst that was very good at crystallizing my intention in that moment, I found a lot of times, I, if I had a regret, it's that I, I don't, cotton on quick enough, do you know what I mean? I have to wait mm. to get really, 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 really bad and then go, yeah. perhaps I should do something about this. <laughs> Instead yeah. of, I'd like to be one of those people that, that very quickly goes, just just one second, I'm not with it. <laughs> no, no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that one either. Oh, good. Should <laughs> <laughs> give me years to work that one out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, you know, it's part of it that we, whatever kind of woman we are, there's a little part of us that that feels the need to fix things. Mm. Like, no, I can fix this. 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 Yeah. Until we realise that actually we can't. We can't. Mm. We can't. Actually, do you know, it's so funny, isn't it? You saying that just takes me right back to when we ended up having a fight, it, you know, of, of any description, as soon as it sort of had finished, if you like, I would always say, right, I'll make us a cup of tea and then we'll sit down and talk about it. Oh, wow. And that, and you saying that about how we sort of like to try and fix things. Yeah. You know, I've never thought about that for years, but that has come right back to me since you just said that. That's exactly what I did. Exactly yeah. what I would do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it, it's because they, there's something about abusive partners that identify something in us that says, 
we're not fully confident with who we are. However we act on the outside, you know, yeah. we somehow see, oh, there's there's a weakness there I could manipulate. Mm. And and they're very quick and very clever to make you feel like it's all your fault, that mm. you you are wrong, you've done something wrong, and therefore if you're wrong, you must be the person to put it right. Yes. It's your fault. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly well, what it's like. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, you probably think this, when you see women slated in the popular press for not leaving men like that and not taking children out of those relationships, and and I think, no, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. Mm. They, they, it, you just get every... You don't trust. You don't trust yourself to put on your knickers in the morning, you know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not be a student, so I'm not sure I know how. Yeah, yeah. And I shouldn't joke and I shouldn't trivialise because it isn't it isn't funny at all, ever. Um but I'm the kind of person that laughs about I've got very black humour. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to. I think so. I think so. Anyway, we weren't I'm sure we weren't meant to talk about this, but hey, I'm glad we did. Because <laughs> I I know, you know, like you, I come across women all the time who mm. say, Oh, I used to be in an abusive relationship. It is so common. Yes. It's, it's so common. Yeah. And that's the saddest thing, that actually is far more common than what we realise. Mm. Um, but actually, I think, and and, I, and this is this is a horrible subject, isn't it? But I think with with COVID and lockdown, it actually highlighted it so much more because it was it went up from because you get one uh, one woman dies a week from domestic violence. It went up to I think it went up to three women a week during lockdown oh my I mean or was it I can't remember if it's I don't I can't remember if it's, it was two or three but the number but it literally just you know doubled and you just think god that's just you know we've all had horrendous you know lockdown has been horrible hasn't it but you put yourself into those awful situations and I just can't even imagine no. what it would have been like or no. what it is like I'm really just you know no hideous no. I agree I think it's important when we talked about it. I think, you know, the more women, this for me, this is part of that. This is one of the reasons I'm going to share with you on this podcast. I'm not sure if I've told you this before. Um, it's like a bit like you described with your business. I, I just kind of, I'm doing a podcast, but there's no grand plan, no grand plan. Mm. Um, I just knew it was kind of about midlife, uh, and and it was going to be my rules. It's going to be what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then I got people approaching me wanting to be guests. And they were doing, I think we did have this conversation on the phone, doing the whole, um, you know, I'm like part of it. You know, like if you do a book tour, you're promoting your book. Yes. You, you get seen on all the relevant places so that you plug your your book or your film or whatever. Um, and, and people do that on podcasts. You know, they have something they want to sell and they, they want to go on a podcast tour. Hmm. And I, rightly or wrongly, I didn't really want that. I thought, no, I don't care that you've got lots of listeners. I, and, and I was listening, I thought, you you are good to listen to. Yes, you've got good information. But the point was, 90%, 95% men. Yeah. It's really hard to get women on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, women, get out yes. there. <laughs> yes. Because they're not doing what you did with James mm. Graves. They're not yeah. going, oi, 
I want to be on your show. They're yeah. waiting, you know, for something. Um, and I find that a bit sad because I'm determined, but it's not about how big is your list. Yeah. No, but I think do not also think it's got to be about self-belief. You have to believe that whatever you do, you know, that you are the right person doing it. And so, you know, when I heard that he was putting out his his podcast, I was like, well, I definitely want to be on that because you know he's got a good following. He, you know, he's got a good reputation in the industry. Um, uh, and it was just like, yes, I'm I'm going to do it, and I will keep doing it. And, and I think one of the things, have you read the book? Um, uh, th- oh, hang on a second, my laptop's sitting on it. Oh. Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Yes, Hitch. yes. Love that book, love that book. And um, because that really is teaching you, isn't it? It's all about self-belief, self-confidence, you know, believe in what you really, really want. And who's to stop you from going out there to get what you really, really want? The only person that's really stopping you is you. Mm. you're totally right and I agree with you and I've read that book and it is a great book and every girl on the planet will tell you to read that book um, so if you haven't heard from it I'll just say that again uh, Napoleon Hill Think and Grow It for anyone that's listening um, but it comes back to the same point of I'm sure you and I did have this conversation it is about men telling we're being given advice perfectly good advice but it's all about men telling us what to do Mm. And how to think and how to behave again and how to run our businesses and and that's not their fault there just aren't enough women out there writing equivalent books or you know what if you think about it, who is that oprah winfrey ariana huffington you're asking the wrong girl now because i'm really I'm not very good. <laughs> no, but I'm doing it deliberately because because that that silence was perfect. Because the- I'm because while you're talking about this, you probably think I'm, not, I, I'm trying to find. There was this great article that was sent that was about the leaders of the world and the countries during COVID that got it right and the countries that got it. Oh, here it is. And the countries and the countries that got it wrong. Now, uh, the countries most affected by the coronavirus are the USA, Brazil, Russia, Spain, uh, the UK, Italy and France. All their leaders are men, mm-hmm. okay? The countries that are recognised that having managed the crisis best are Germany, Taiwan, New Zealand, Iceland, Finland, Norway and Denmark. And all their leaders are women. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Thank it's you for sharing brilliant. that. Yeah, Thank you for absolutely that. brilliant. <laughs> Come on, women. Yes, yes. Come on, women. Right. I think that's a lovely, I, I, I kind of come into a close thing. But before we do, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, because we've not talked about image at all. And, that's um, okay, it's great. I, I know, but I, I want to say, because I, I watched your lovely video the other day. Um, and for those that don't know, Joe does just great videos where she'll demonstrate stuff. And and for those of us like me, like I'm I've reached that age where I'm not sure I never knew how how to put makeup on, but I certainly haven't got a clue. Like what do you do when you've got you did a beautiful demonstration of hooded eyelids and <laughs> and crow's feet and leaking lipstick and all of that stuff and um 
and you're good at all kinds of lovely things and I bet do you do clothing as well is it just it's not just it's all image the whole thing no so I do I'll tell you quickly what I do yeah, yeah, yeah do so I do colour analysis makeup masterclasses body mapping um, body mapping is actually where I draw around your whole body shape so you actually physically see what your body looks like mm. uh, styling um, I weed people's wardrobe so I go in there and take out the nasties they don't wear and I show people how to shop love it love it it sounds like it sounds like the topic of something else completely but let's <laughs> park it there um can you share some way people can get hold of you if they want to find you I think yes of course I'd love to so I have a website which is the positiveimagecoach.co.uk or I'm on Facebook as the Positive Image Coach. I'm on Instagram as the Positive Image Coach. <laughs> well, there's some lovely consistency. So there we you. are. Yeah. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being my lovely guest. You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. And um, we'll speak soon and maybe do another podcast soon. Yes, um, that would be amazing. Thank you, and I'll listen to you. Or rather, I won't. I won't listen to it. You know, what? <laughs> this is typical. I always do this. My, my podcast can't get the words right. I call anyway. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> I do it all the time, maybe. No wonder I haven't got loads of listeners. <laughs> <laughs>